welcome to episode 10 of uh, Dystopian Hot Dog with me, Tom Ryan. Uh, and me, Marvin Dickey. We're laughing, aren't we? Well, yes. I didn't even say my full name there. I think it's Marvin Dickey. <laughs> Marvin Dickey. Well, we're Marvin Dickey. I'm Marvin Dickey. <laughs> Related to Moby Dickey and uh, Charles Dickens. I say Charles Dickens. Yeah, Charles Dickens. Because he got a mention recently, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm Marvin Dickinson, as you may or may not know, or may or may not be, be asked. No, doesn't matter what we're called, does it? I don't think anyone's asked. We were laughing though because we just tried to do an introduction and then <laughs> clumsily talked over each yeah, other. Yeah, fucked it up. And yeah. then we've done this is a really much better introduction we've done. It. <laughs> this is strong. <laughs> yes, yeah. so here we are. Anyway, we're quite self analytical, aren't we? I think so, yeah. As As people, think... and certainly on this pop- podcast. Podcast. Pop. Pop, Pop was a fucking good little <laughs> character, wasn't he? Pop was strange, wasn't it? Because he didn't have much going for him, Pop, did he really? Couldn't speak. Funny cheeks. Mm. Did he speak? He didn't speak, did he? No, he just made noises. I think he made noises. Like primordial and he, noises. And it, but he was the first person in TV history to go up to the camera and blurt on the camera and write his name on the camera, wasn't he? He yeah. blurted yeah. and then he'd write his name on yeah. the... I don't think there's any other. Andy Murray wrote on the camera with a, a marker. Did yeah. he check before he did that that it was a, a wipeable marker? Oh, yeah. Cause it, because some of those guys that do it as well, the camera stuff, they're freelancers. That might have been his own camera. But I've used permanent marker and this lad's got to do panorama next week. Yeah. So what was, I don't know what our point is at this stage. No. But, you've got, but pioneers out there were Pob for spitting on the camera. Pob was just a bizarre, bizarre concept, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, in much the same way as the Teletubbies, which came, obviously, a lot later. But you wonder how those production meetings... Do they set off with a remit? Do they do they go, right, we need a programme that's going to tick these relative boxes? Yeah, big, big ears, big cheeks. Yeah. Spitty. Spitty <laughs> is key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. had Spit the Dog, because yeah. Carol G's is a bit dated by this point. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. So Pob got, got a look in, didn't he? Yes, he did. But also, unfortunately, because... At my school at Forward High there, there was a few lads who had big ears and puffy out cheeks. Oh, so they were popped. Uh, yeah, they were popped. And mm. imagine when they first saw it and they were like, oh, fuck. Life's <laughs> got to be fucking tough for the next whatever number of years. Because yeah. you don't forget that shit. No. Because if we were to walk past this pop type figure now, I'd say, oh, there's such and such. We called him Pob at school. You mm. don't forget that, do you? No, it'll stay with him. And it was probably defining, you know, and he's, when he's first meeting a girl, yeah. that's going to that's gonna be the back of your mind, isn't it? Because in the back of her mind, she meant, oh, he's a lovely guy, but yeah. I, I think he does look a bit like Pob. Remember yeah. Pob? And, and if she tells that to her female friends, they're not going to say, oh, this sounds like a keeper. No. They might say, they move on. Ditch the Pob. Ditch the spitty prick. Yeah. That's what they're going to say. That probably would be the first she, Oh, but he's got a lovely job, you know, he's, you know, he, got a nice house, he's this, that and the other, mm. and he's they'll sp- go, oh, no, he spits, he spits. Remember you and me, you and me, who uh, were the two fuckers from you and me, you they and had a fun face as well. There's lots of things for us to do. Yeah, but then it, it what was the name of the, the two... Oh. Do you remember their two faces? I do, but it's a very hazy recollection. I mean, this is this is oh. early 80s stuff, isn't it? Early 80s Not Well, TV. it was, but you and me was re-energised by uh, the two fucking characters. Anton Depp? No. Oh. These guys, Cosmo and Dibs. Oh, yes. Now I do recognise them. So Co- that, that they, they're a, 
a later reincarnation a re-inc- of you and me. Not the shit one we no. encountered in the eighties. No, but but that's that that is my memory. Yeah. Oh, oh of course. If you were still watching the reincarnation, you might have been twenty three. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I had a lot of time on my hands yeah. at that stage. <laughs> it was it was basically wanking and Cosmo and Dibs. Not 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 connected. Not connected. And also, my mate, what really jumping about early doors here. <laughs> Me and my mate were talking once about the merits of a meat and potato pie. <laughs> but could you eat one during a wank? Before? Yes. Immediately after? Yes. But during? No. No wank has ever been sponsored by meat and potato pie. No. <laughs> it hasn't, has it? I can... Half remember me having a little fiddle whilst eating a sausage roll. Right, okay. I'm pretty sure those things happened concurrently. Yeah, because we've aimed at pastry products. Mm. I think any food, basically, is yeah. a no-no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to focus in, really. Pick a lane there, haven't you? Exactly. Pick a lane. Enjoy your sausage roll, finish up, and on your way. And on your way, indeed. Cosmo and Dibs. So there was a lad. He's a nice lad, actually. I liked him. He had a look of Cosmo and Dibs. Both of them? I think a little bit. Or was it Pop? Still a good looking lad though. Yeah. Did really, really well with the lasses and that. But he did have a hint of Cosmo and Dibs or Pop. One of them anyway. Okay. Right. But a, a great story. It's a wanking story. Right. There's a rumour that he was found in the middle of the night in the kitchen by his dad. Naked. Wanking. And his excuse was, before his dad could say, what are you doing Michael in the kitchen? Wanking. Mm. He collapsed to his knees. Mm. And aimed his eyes and his gaze under the fridge and said, oh, I've dropped 50p under the fridge. I'm just looking for it. With an erection. With an erection, naked at 2am. That was his go-to excuse. Yeah. Well, you're panicked though, aren't you? You know, We've all been nearly caught, or caught, surely, yeah. well, as an adolescent. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? Because sometimes you might not know if you've been. Because your mum or, or your dad might have had the good well, grace to go, oh, I've just oh. gone, oh, I can hear him wanking. Yeah. I'll back off. Yeah. Because I've got him, I've made him a snack, a pie maybe. (laughs) The last thing he wants now is a pie. (laughs) Because also, as a young lad, cleanliness, tidying up, is probably not top of your agenda, is it? No. It's not a great personality trait. I know I'm generalising. Yeah, but finding that 50p would be. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes, true. Especially in the days of pound a pint. No, but I'm also alluding to the fact that there were tissues around my bedroom floor, down oh. the side of the bed, that, that were there for, I'm going to say weeks, potentially months. Socks as well. Yeah. You know, we've all been there. Girls, if you are listening, which you won't be, that does happen. That yeah. does happen. Any bloke tells you that he's never used his sock for a clean-up is a barefaced liar. Yeah. I had socks as stiff as lampshades. Wow. You could use them as ornaments. Yeah. They were even glowing, weren't they? Yeah, that, so they right. So they actually had become a lamp. <laughs> because your sperm, when you're younger, is quite lively. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly more lively. Thermonuclear sperm is a thing that's prevalent in a lot of teenagers, I think. What did you call it? Thermonuclear sperm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think it's I think it's a thing. It, it's a, it would have been a better name for our podcast, wouldn't it? Yeah, thermonuclear sperm. Did I mention on a previous part about my trickle or French textbook? No, you didn't. So, so you've studied French at school, your textbooks, we had trickle or, I think there was another one in other schools, Escalier, was it? I don't we, know. We had trickle or anyway. Uh-huh. And um, I'd finished trickle or 4A, the black one, I don't know if you remember. And 
I, I forgot to hand it in for whatever reason. Okay. See, I think you got to this one when you're about 15, something like that. This became where I would land my ejaculate. So I would open up, I would have my French trickle or textbook under the bed. When it was time, I'd pull out the French trickle or textbook, open it up on some you know French adverbs or something like that. Right. Drape it across my, my midriff and land on there and then close the book up and put the book back under my bed. <laughs> that is fucking grim. Horrible, horrible. But in my mind, it was just a place to land. It was a... But if my mum found that book yeah. and found it covered in her son's sperm, maybe she thought, why can't he use a porn mag like other kids of his age? Why is he Why is he <laughs> shooting his load <laughs> of, of French... Adverbs. Adverbs, yeah. Well, there you go. The Adventures of Jean-Paul <laughs> Marvin. He's yeah. ferreted away on his pennies. Yeah, yeah. What is the French for penis? Is it le pennies? Le pennies, yeah. Le pennies. Uh, speaking of helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Great link. Seamless link. Harvey's fire, because he's got like a fireman's helmet at home. Not a real one, obviously a toy one. But on it, it says the English word fireman. Yeah. But underneath it is the French equivalent of... A fireman. A fireman. Now, fireman, it mm. almost sounds like a superhero, doesn't it? Fireman. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, fireman. You can imagine, I, don't, I know from a previous podcast, superheroes aren't your thing. Well, no, it's fine. For but kids, though. The French word for fireman. Mm-hmm. Pompier. 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 <laughs> Here comes the Pompier. You see, if you're an, uh, an aspirational kid... You don't want to be a Pompier. You, you want to be a fireman. In, in England, in Britain, we have fireman calendars. Yeah. Women want to have sex with firemen. Yeah. Men who, who like men want to have sex with firemen because yeah. he's a fireman. Yeah. He's a firefighter. <laughs> in France, Pompier. <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry. We'll save those kids from that burning building. Here comes the Pompier. Pompier. Little Pierre Pompier. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Listen, Bob, do you know what I want to talk about? The weather's beautiful, isn't it? We'd not planned pop pompiers, had we? No. That's not written down. No. No, no. Surprisingly. <laughs> Surprisingly, that machine gun opening. Yeah. Go on, mate. The weather's nice outside The weather's today. beautiful, isn't it? And it puts everyone in a good mood. And it, it takes me back to unquestionably, unquestionably the best summer that there ever has been in the history of the UK. Now, I'm very much aware that I'm a 43-year-old man, so and you can look misty-eyed upon the past, and certainly I was 20 at the time. But contradict me if you dare, the summer of 1996 will go down as the greatest time to be alive. I think it possibly was, yeah. This coincided for me, because I finished A-levels, Everyone else was going to university, but I thought, well, I've worked that hard in my art, English literature and general studies that I'm going to have a year off. Yeah. And in my head, I'm sure the listener is thinking that as well. What a fanny. Yeah. Yeah, correct. What a a self-obsessed fanny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the funny thing was... But I love it though. But it was quite, at the time, it was quite hip to do isn't it you're going to take a year out yeah, yeah. but the thing is when people said yeah I'm going to take a year out like Mark Young for example went on a pilgrimage to Thailand Mark Fu coincidentally both called Mark both Asian lads didn't have to point oh, young, that out oh Young as in, and spelt Y-U-N-G yeah that's like, right yeah, yeah, yeah. very talented cricketer never made it 
You don't see many Chinese cricketers, do you? Well, I'm saying I it's Chinese. Not. There's not just one country in the Far East, is there? <laughs> <laughs> Lots. Yeah. I thought he was going to make it, actually. Did but, you? Yeah, uh, and, and be, you know, a, a trailblazer for Asian cricketers, but oh, never man. happened for Mark. Never mind. He's successful, did. though. lives in Australia now. Point being, Mark Young went on a pilgrimage. Mark Fu went travelling around, uh, again, Southeast Asia, I think. And I worked at a Toby Carvery for a year. Yeah. Eventually hosting the quiz on a Sunday night. This is stuff for dreams that you're listening to here. <laughs> there you go. So before I went off to Sheffield Hallam University, I thought I'd have a fucking year out. And it just coincided with the best year ever. So yeah. it was, looking back, it was the best most fortunate decision I ever made. Yeah. Because I was working casual hours. I was seeing a girl who was a waitress that was blazing hot sunshine. Oasis had come through. There was Britpop. There was the Euro 1996. Barnsley. I'm a Barnsley fan. Just achieved promotion this year back into the championship. That was the start of the glorious 1996. We won the first six games. Ended up being promoted to the yeah. promised land of the Premier League. Fucking hell. Man, it was all happening. Uh, this life. Do you remember this life? Yeah, great show. What a trailblazing show yeah. that was. I got. I fell in love with with things like that because that kind of embraced the hedonism of the era. Yeah, fast show was huge at the time. Fast as well. show was big. Loaded magazine, lad mags everywhere. Mosley Shoals. Yeah, what an well, album. I, I, I went to see Oasis at Main Road in in the spring. They were at Main Road, May nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Well, I remember particularly that. Uh, and I'm, I'm not, sorry. And the reason I said that. It's because you mentioned Ocean Colour Scene, Mosley Shoals. Yeah. Ocean Colour Scene. Supporting. It was Ocean Colour Scene supporting. Yeah. Manic Street Preachers oh. supporting. And then Oasis. What a... F- what a day. Almost. And United does. beat Forest 5-0 that day to basically confirm they'd won the league. Yeah. Amazing times. You see, we've all got just such brilliant memories of, of, of that time. It's just such a great year. Fantasy football. Oh, yeah. Not the shit you do now where you pick Popper for £8 million. In its prime, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Skinner. Skinner on pla- it's coming home. Mad cow's disease livened up the summer. Yeah, you know something to talk about. That was ninety six. Bit of Kreutfeldt Jakob disease. Yeah, but it, very good. Bit yeah. of Kreutfeldt Jakob. <laughs> I was alive, mate. Venables. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's just such a brilliant time. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, touching upon Barnsley's promotion, foreigners now are very prevalent in football, aren't they? Fucking foreigners. Like <laughs> <laughs> you get it, but back in the day. Right. Yeah. In Barnsley, a small South Yorkshire mining village. Yeah. Right. We sign Jovo Basancic from Serbia, and he's playing next to Scott Jones, Jeff Thomas. You're like, fucking hell! Yeah, yeah. getting them lads then. The world is going. It's like Jovo Basancic and Jeff Thomas. He's in made the a, middle. He's made a conscious decision to come to Barnsley to yes, play football. Yes, Clint Marcel. We yeah. had from Trinidad and Tobago, raised in New York, scored the first and the last goal of that glorious 96-97 campaign. Oh, yeah. mate, honestly, if I had a time machine right now... Would you go back there, mate? I would go back to... I love the kids. Yeah. I love the wife. I love 1996 a bit more. He does love it a bit more. And he, he didn't need to say that because you could tell in his voice that he loved it a bit more. Yeah. No, it was a great It was a great year. It was the end of my first... So I went to university September 95. Mm. And I got to the... It's interesting you talk about 90, Euro 96 because I got to the end of the summer term mm. at Liverpool John Moores University, panicked, panicked, because the tournament was going to start in two weeks right. and I had no money. I had no money. That's bad. Because we were self-obsessed fannies yeah. back then. You yeah. took a year out. I was like, fuck, how am I going to be able to 
have any money yeah. to be in the pub to watch the football. There yeah. probably wars going on. There's yeah. famines all around the world. But sure. what was the most important thing was Marvin being able to have a fucking drink and watch England. <laughs> yeah. Self-obsessed prick. Yeah. So after I finished my last exam, I went to the student union office and I got my forms to get a student loan. I'd finished the school year, <laughs> but I was still allowed to get a student loan for the 95, 96 university year. Yeah. I was like, my fucking numbers have come in here. Well... <laughs> So I took out a student loan for Euro 96. <laughs> That's the sort of shit you could do in 96. Yeah, yeah. Look, we do all they, know. Do you ran a credit check? <laughs> <laughs> but it was prosperous times as well, wasn't oh. it? Everyone was fucking, have, do you want some money? To, have some money. Son. We, we, we got grants at university. I mean, we got grants. Yeah. I got a grant ahead of the time to go to university. Which was just sensational. You yeah. just applied for shit and yeah. they paid you out. Yeah. And you know, we all know now that Tony Blair's a bit of a warmongering, lying cunt, right? We yeah. all know that yeah. now, in the cold light of day. But at the time, with the buzz of new labour oh, and the prosperity that was flying about, yeah. you know, he was our god. Yeah. Well, he didn't get until 97, let's be fair, because we're on about 96. Did he not? No, no, no. Oh, I thought so I don't, he was. I don't want to, because the listener will point that out in their own head. Yeah. Because we are... We, who was like, in in 96? We're then? not experts, remember? We're not Major. experts. Major was still was in. Was he still around? Still old in, Grey Bollocks. Yeah, old Grey Bollocks was in. But good, good, good political knowledge. Yeah, cheers, mate. I'll, be, I'll, I'll help out in that situation. Yeah. To some degree. But I don't know anymore. We're more political now, aren't we? Because we're old and we've got an opinion. Oh, but yeah. back then, no. couldn't give a fuck. Couldn't give a shit. Did, I didn't vote in 97. No, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I didn't. I, I don't think politi- I bought it for a long time. No, mate, I'm the same. I wasn't politically motivated no. whatsoever. I was motivated, like you say, by music, football, and popular culture that yeah, had taken I'm... a grip on the UK. And your penis. Of, naturally. Yeah, well, naturally. That, that relation. That, I've never fallen out. Never fallen out of that. that no. That's a permanent We're fixture, really. Very, isn't it? very, very, very pleased with each other. Yeah, just, just to finish off that thing about getting the student loan. So I got oh, the, sorry. Yeah, so I've got the student loan. Yes. So it's gone into my account. To watch the football. To watch the football, yeah. yeah. Not tell me of my studies. And I got a full grant. I spent a week back home in Preston for the summer and landed a job at Littlewoods Catalogues Shoe Returns Department. Minimum two, 240 a week. What a young go-getter. Dickinson. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So I basically then had money burning the living fuck out of my pocket. <laughs> So not only did I have a monstrous summer, yeah. uh, I basically had enough left over for Lanzarote at the end of the summer, the week before I went back to back to uni. What a time to be alive. Unbelievable. Do you know, it's funny you say that. I had a little scam going at the pub. I hosted the quiz, right? I think it was two quid to enter. And the jackpot had build and build and build each week. And then they had to pick one of six envelopes. I'd introduced this. A little bit inspired by Shooting Stars. As well, so I had a true, massive at the time. Massive at the time, I had a true or false round, uh, which was just a load of bollocks, and like the proper quiz aficionados yeah. used to. Well, that's not that's not a proper question. You're clearly going for some ironic comedy here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what we've come for. And I'm like, well, I'm using this as a platform, dickhead. Yeah, I'm. I don't even notice, but I'm the host of the quiz, yeah. and I'm also a self-obsessed fanny. Correct. So I will, in some way, make it about me. Yeah, and yeah. you, bard. <laughs> Get out. So, anyhow, so I used to, I'm not really proud of it, I'm, pr- I'm announcing it like I'm proud. I had six envelopes. Yeah. And you'd get like beer vouchers. Uh, beer vouchers. A a beer vouchers. A proper ball. <laughs> Murray, get some beer vouchers in loans. <laughs> get some beer vouchers. Meal for two in the, in a carvery. Yeah. 
jackpot would be in one envelope. Except it wasn't. Oh my god. Oh, this is this is incredible, really. It's horrendous. This is it? on a par with that when, during EastEnders back in the eighties when Arthur Fowler kept all the Christmas Club money. Yeah. This is fucking. Yeah. This is horrendous, mate. Yeah, really, no, it is, mate. Yeah, I, I, and I, I'm reporting it with a, a wry smile, but really, it's it's a, it, it's a horrible thing. And if anyone now is listening who used to go in the Dam Inn in New Miller Dam, just on the outskirts of Wakefield, and used to frequent the quiz on a Sunday night, I remember that gobshite on the microphone who was doing a really lukewarm Bob Mortimer impression. Well, you never had a chance of winning that jackpot for about four months. What a bastard. Yeah. So you had no chance of winning. Nothing. Nothing. No chance. It's yeah. a good job you don't live in the area anymore, mate. That's all I can say. Well, once news gets out, the paparazzi might get hold of this. Yeah, yeah. It's cathartic, isn't cathartic it? Cathartic, get all this out. Because, yeah. uh, you know, and, and you, might, you might end up in a safe house. This could escalate. Because <laughs> also, you're, all, you're the same man on a previous podcast. You talked about nicking football stickers. I've done that, mate. Through yeah. the self-service checkout. Yeah. Where... Get ten, get ten. Get ten, but ten say you're paying for two. Weight, rec- is, is Fuck weight, you know. weight recognition kicks in. Yeah. Carrots as well, everyone. Another another consumer tip. Did I tell you about the carrot? I think you did, mate. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I'm repeating old ground. But anyway, if you're buying asparagus, weigh it in as carrots. Yeah. No problem. So I've been doing, uh, did a job recently where I had to play a 15-year-old boy. No disrespect. But who the fuck is in charge of casting? I don't know. But this is the situation. I've been playing this 15-year-old boy and I have to play this character over and over again and people are coming in and basically encountering this 15-year-old boy. It's basically a role-play job. And the very, very last person that came in to meet this 15-year-old boy had big boobs. Okay. And she had big boobs... And she was probably about 21, 22. Mm-hmm. And she was quite, again, like we talked about gradings. Yeah. If, if you, you held, had if you held a gun to my head yeah. and said, you've got to grade the physical attractiveness mm-hmm. of this 21-year-old woman with the big boobs, mm-hmm. you might score her promisingly, let's say. Go so ahead. I'm playing a 15-year-old boy. Mm. And this character had one or two things going on that was wrong with him. And um, he was basically avoiding eye contact. Now, I thought, if I'm properly to play a 15-year-old boy, and my remit is to avoid eye contact, where would the 15-year-old boy's eyes go at this stage? You know, it's so, so good that you are such a conscientious method actor. Yeah. Now, I thought, if I was 15, and like a lot of 15-year-old boys, if you were confronted in a one-on-one situation talking to this woman, mm. you would look at her breasts. You look at her breasts. Yeah. You keep getting caught looking at her breasts. Yeah. Because you're 15. Yeah. You're looking at her breasts. Do you look at her breasts? And when she catches you looking at the breasts, do you look away? You look away. Do you keep looking? No, you don't keep... But, no. But when you're 15, you might not be as adept at looking away that's, dead quick. That's the point, yeah. And now I'm in this situation where I'm thinking, if I'm true to this character mm. of being 15, mm. should I now, as the 43-year-old man mm. playing the character, basically go, I've got license now. Mm. <laughs> she cannot kick off that that actor looked at my boobs. No. Because I'm playing a 15-year-old boy. Yeah. I could even take it a stage further. Yeah. I won't say I can get a hard-on, but if I, if I feel the urge... Then 
Being true to the character. I'm just talking about being true to the character. I know what you're on about, Marvin. This is not me speaking. No, I know. I'm being the this ultimate a fucking professional 15 here. 15 year old boy speaking. So, did anything come up? Nothing came up. And because I'm such a good what? bloke and I've got a daughter in the world, I didn't even look. When I say I didn't even look, obviously I didn't even look. I didn't look. But all the way through it, I'm thinking I would be perfectly within my fucking rights right now to put my 15-year-old flag in the sand and say, I am looking at your tits with full license and you cannot say a dicky bird. Mark Fu earlier on that you mentioned, we'll go back to 96 in a minute, but why it's just in my head. Harvey uh, sometimes likes watching cartoons from back in our day. Right. Well, I'm not sure he does. I make him watch them, basically. Yeah. yeah. Hong Kong Fooey got yeah. an airing over the weekend. <laughs> oh, brilliant, yeah. A classic. A, an absolute classic. Mm. I forgot that he was the janitor. He's the fucking caretaker, yes. wasn't he? Yes, the mild-mannered janitor. Mild-mannered Jeff, the mild-mannered janitor. Jeff, Jeff, was it Henry, Jeff, Henry, wasn't it? Henry, the oh. mild-mannered janitor. janitor. We don't know. We're not experts. We're not experts. So uh, basically, his, um, his way will get changed. Yeah. He'd jump into the bottom drawer of the filing cabinet yeah. in his normal janitor yeah. gear. Yeah, yeah. Come out on top. Brilliant. As Hong Kong Fury. That's with, right. With the cat sat on top who sees it all. <laughs> Knowing cat. So watch it. And Hong Kong Fury. Everyone's super guy. guy. No, number one super number guy. One number one super guy. guy. Hong Kong Phil. Quicker than the human eye. And then it goes on and on. And the, but then at the end, they run out of lyrics. So they just start going, um... <laughs> they basically do the most racist sort of like... And Harvey's like, what are they saying at the end? And I'm like, oh, mate, they run out of lyrics. Yeah. They're just doing an impression of yeah. a cod... Far Eastern yeah, like, accent. Like a, like a, a, a filling in a shit pop song. Yeah, yeah. Where it, they think, oh, you know, a bit human league will just go, they've given it an Asian flavour. Yeah, they, they went massively. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Good one, Kong Yeah, and then we decided to watch Batfink on the back of that. Yeah. Um, but he didn't, he didn't take to Batfink. It was his arch enemy, Batfink. Hugo Rigogo. Straight in. Yeah. Straight and in. karate was his sidekick. He was shit. Yeah, dreadful. Absolutely fucking useless. Yeah, really shit. Because yeah. Batfink spent most of his time protecting karate yeah, with, with his, his wings, wings of steel, shields of steel. Yeah, shields of steel. Yeah. Yeah, but Harvey didn't. didn't Harvey didn't take to it um, whatsoever, really. But hung, that Hong Kong fury made mm. that proper fucking. Tip well, on they him. were much better. I mean, again, it's easy. You can be misty-eyed about it, but I think that the cartoons of our childhood, up till fucking Scrappy Doo came along and ruined Scooby Doo, yeah, which you know that needs to be written out of history, really. Yeah, we also not a fan of Godzuki and the Godzilla. Uh, I get similarly. Yeah, stop uh, trying to. I felt it very patronising. Yeah, it's a it's a stab at light humour. You know, yeah. we don't want Scrappy Doo. I'd have executed him. Yeah, and Godzuki. Yeah, well. Also, and if you'd have had Hong Kong Fui, even though he was a dog himself, because he's from the Far East and he's a janitor, he wouldn't have been on a great wage. No. If he'd have been in charge of Scrappy Doo, I think Scrappy Doo would have been executed by Hong Kong Fui and ended yeah. up in some kind of pot by the end of the day. Because the they, do, they do enjoy eating a dog out in the Far East. They do. They <laughs> That's do. not me being racist. That's not they racism. En- it's fact. They enjoy eating a dog it's in the Far East. unsubstantiated fact <laughs> is what that is. And I'm going to retract that. I don't want to see Scrappy do executed because I think that's too brutal. 
But I would like to see him in an orange boiler suit in a Taiwanese outdoor prison. Yeah. Just just doing his time, chained up to Mr. Ben, who's in front of him. Let's see how hard he is then. Yeah. With just fucking Dennis Irwin. <laughs> you know, Mr. Ben next to him. <laughs> is that what his name was at United? Well, not a bit he's his double, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it won't be a terrorist chant, though. <laughs> you look like Mr. Ben. You look like Mr. It's not even working. Um, no. Going back to Godzuki. You had the you had the uh, the terror. You know when when Godzilla emerged from the sea. The theme music. Godzilla. Da, 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 da. Godzuki. Fuck oh. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you can't go fucking about with that. No. Well, you're messing with people's emotions. Is what no. you're doing there. No. And as much as we enjoyed being kids, we had enough to deal with as kids. Even though paedophiles hadn't been invented, yeah. they were just called something else. They were strangers or whatever. Yeah, they were called. funny men. They were yeah, called. yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. go to number 34, he's a funny man. Yeah, he's, bit, he's, he's a weirdo. Get. Yeah. So on Mischief Night, did you see Mischief, Mischief Night? Yeah, Preston, yeah, you? yeah. I was always told not to go to number 34. Oh, yeah. It was always eggs at the window, wasn't it? Dog, dog shit on a lollipop was our one. Oh, that's so like, we went. Knock on the door. Cause, mm. And as well, back in the day, mm. they would leave the front doors open so you'd just see the porch or the vestibule or whatever you call yeah. that area between yeah. door and front door that you'd lock. It's a good word, vestibule. Yeah, but because but lollipop sticks were rife because they didn't used to collect letter in the day. Mm. And dog shit was rife because they didn't know at that point that it was bad for your dog shit. Yeah, people used to eat it in Barnsley. used to play with it, yeah. That was, it? you know, tripe on a Monday, dog shit on a Tuesday. Yeah, with chips. Naturally. And you used to get the lollipop stick, put shit on the end of it, put it in the middle of the vestibule or porch. Oh, almost area. like a, like a kofta. Very much like a kofta. I don't think we see it. we saw it as that in the past. No. Knock on the door, mm. run away. When the person in the house comes out to see who it was, their foot would hopefully land on the dog shit. Yeah. And we'd be hit by it behind the car, Classic. and then you'd hear them cursing. Classic. Man. And we'd look at each other and go, mischief. Yeah. Classic mischief. Look at, look at us. Yeah. I remember absolutely victimising uh, poor old Eric, who lived at the end of the street. Oh. He, he was a bit of a miserable old twat, this this bloke. Yeah. And he didn't like me playing football in the street. They didn't, did they? Go and play around your own end. Yeah. As if you live in, you know, in a separate county. Yeah. I just live at the other end of the street. Yeah, Please, play around your own end. And also, because we lived on Moreland Avenue and the sign was up, that created a suitable goalpost. Perfect. Right? So that, that's the legitimately... Why I was down that end of the street. Yeah. Now, occasionally, the ball went in his garden. Not very often, but occasionally. Yeah. Della, his wife, didn't have a problem with it. Eric, cantankerous old little cunt he was. Yeah. Um, but um, It's fine, though, when you're talking about Eric like that. Yeah. I mean, he's gone now. Yeah, good. But also... <laughs> <laughs> interesting that he was Eric... Because remember, and, and she was Della. Remember the classic Eric Bristol, Keith Della darts Oh, I've never thought of that. Yeah. Why, why haven't I thought? And I love darts. Yeah, and Della was great for that one year, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. He gets the final the following year, but he looked really puffy. I think he was on the old snifter, him, you know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, well. Darts and the snifter. Yeah, well, Snooker, remember, Kirk Stevens was into the snifter, wasn't yeah. he? The Canadian. Yeah, um, he was. Because you had Werbeneck, who was on the beer. 
Yeah. Thorben loved the fag. Yeah. And Kirk Stevens was just on the on the snifter with but Jimmy White. They should have done snooker top trumps like that, and those yeah. could have been the character. Uh, those could have been the categories. Shouldn't yeah. They? Yeah. Ability to. And also, I'm only just thinking about it now Jimmy White because I think Jimmy White liked a bit of snifter as well. Well, it's he in liked the name, being on isn't the white. It? Yeah, it's, it's in the name. It's yeah. All there, isn't it? But yeah, you, you've taken us off to snooker there uh, from from Eric. I was going to tell you that on mischief night, me and when my cousin came up, Jamie from Brighton. Who's um, he's always been well. He's a lovely lad, but quite a bad influence on me at that stage. I was okay. quite a good lad, you know. Obviously, I turned into thieving prize money from uh, quiz envelopes late in the later yeah. days. But at that point, when I was thirteen, fourteen, I was quite sort of law-abiding and quite a nice, pleasant young man. Until my cousin came up and he yeah. evoked that side of me, and I told him about Eric, and he said, "Well, we've got to sort this fucker." Wow. And he literally talked to me like we were like, you know, like a modern, like a sort of old school reservoir dogs. We sat down at a little meeting. Yeah. And he said, so this is what we're going to do. We systematically that night absolutely ruined this bloke's house, property, car. We let all his tyres down. Amazing. We got some Domestos bleach or bleach of the day. Not to be confused with soup of the day. (laughs) Because you can't ruin Eric's life with minestrone. But Domestos. Domestos, you can. Yeah. Yeah, all around his garden. Oh. That's bad, isn't it? And, and Eric sounds like a gardener. Oh, he is. Yeah. Very proud gardener, mate. Yeah. Very proud gardener. Eggs at the window. Yeah. That was just to grab his attention. That Then he thought that was the worst of it. He'd Jesus. come out. What we'd also done is we'd got some of my mum's moisturiser. This was my idea. <laughs> and I remember saying, Jamie, I said, Jamie, what we can do? My mum's got some Nivea. Let's get it. Let's put it on the handle of his door. Oh. And I think Jamie just went, yeah, all right, mate. Uh, <laughs> you, you just be my assistant. Yeah. I'll come up. I'll, I'll decide yeah. the weapons. Yeah, yeah. He's wanting to fucking stab him. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, no, no, let's use a Nivea. Yeah? <laughs> you just want to moisturise his door handle. <laughs> anyway, I did it. And I remember cutting out some letters of a magazine, you know, like you're doing a ransom note. Amazing. So couldn't do your handwriting. Hell. Yeah. And we put, sorry, mister, don't fuck with us. Jesus Oh Jamie this was mate I mean this was a real departure But also easy for him Easy for him He's coming up He's coming up from the south coast He's not here next week He's back in two days I've got And that's perhaps What I didn't realise Yeah You know Or certainly didn't appreciate At the time But Jesus Christ Yeah it was a torrent And you know I look back now And I feel We went a bit too far We should have kept it At that level of moisturiser On the doorknobs Yeah You know As soon as you go into Bleaching someone's garden You've overstepped the mark. You've overstepped the mark. Sorry, Eric. Yeah. Sorry, pal. Right, well, that's it for uh, this episode. Hope you've enjoyed listening. We haven't got anything else from have we, pal? No, absolutely nothing to add. Although I've noticed there's massage oil in this room. Yes, there is, Marvin. And I didn't mention it. Throughout, well, throughout the podcast no well that, that's why I'm trying to draw this to a close yeah so, uh, so we're not going to say anything the, about massage oil we're just going to say goodbye the real fun will begin bye ta-ra